Hello. Hi. Welcome to Evolving Up. Ooh, it's got a little ring to it. I'm liking this more and more. Me too. Every time becomes uh, more incredible and interesting, and I get to know you more. I know, same. So sweet. The mirror. Mirror. Um, So today, guys, we're going to be talking about relationship and particularly uh, friendship, especially in the context of of female friendship. Um, I'm sure dudes have similar experiences, but it definitely doesn't compare. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I tried not to laugh. I'm just thinking about Chad, like hooking feet and cuddling with David. It's just like doesn't really happen that way, but they really do bro out, especially when they have a few whiskeys. They really do. They do. You're right. <laughs> um, so right. today we're going to be talking about uh, friendship, female relationships, and uh, the impact and the power that relationships have on our our depth, our uh, our personal growth, our quality of life. And how important those relationships are to the contribution of feeling good, feeling like our needs met, and feeling excited to just really wake up every day. Yeah, I'm really excited to talk about this because I was thinking about probably like the number one most common question I get from people in our community when I do connect with them, whether it's like at a dinner or after an awake class or at a retreat, um, I, I've I just thought about like what's the number one thing most people have asked me about. A lot of people are so curious about our friendship, and so um, I'm really excited to talk about this because I think, I mean, obviously we, we've never like recorded a conversation <laughs> about our friendship before, so that's why I'm excited. But also. Um, my favorite topic ever it's mine too let's unpack yeah speaking of unpacking yeah right now um i'm on the east coast for the holidays and uh jules and i are apart so obviously we're heartbroken um (laughs) we miss each other so much um so we're recording online which is it's really cool that we still get to be connected and do something that we're really passionate about and work on this project together from this far away um, so part of this episode is actually just us catching up with each other and you guys get to come along for the ride, right? Like we get to re-experience our friendship again and 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 again. It's like we're on a FaceTime call, but we're not. But the world gets to hear it too. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's not bad. I love Eight. it. So up. we got things to say. <laughs> also, my AirPods are really quiet, so I'm going to do my best to slow down, which is something I need to work on anyway. Um, okay, you. let's jump in. Uh, female relationship or even just friendship in general, especially in the context of us, I would say that our relationship and how deep it is and how incredible it is has taught me so much about myself. Um, and not only that, it also brought me to a sense of feeling like seen and like homeliness and coziness in the respect of having a safe haven or a a landing pad where I know I can always come to and not feel uh, judged or disconnected or misunderstood. And I think that that simple thing, as not simple as it is, um, has been the biggest contributing factor really to my personal growth, my business growth, my relationship growth, really every area of my life. I love that you're saying that because same, same. And also I was thinking when I was making one of your uh, Christmas presents, mm. just thinking about like, oh, when did we get super close? And I think, I mean, I can't really identify a moment, but I was thinking about it and I'm like, well, definitely when like COVID hit, we got very, very close. But if I had to think back of at the like history of our relationship, um, I don't know. You're really good at helping people feel very seen. And so I think I always felt super comfortable with you, but the evolution of our uh, relationship has definitely gotten, you know, much deeper through 
a lot of quality time, I feel like. Um, not sure what my point was there, but I think I was just trying to tell the story of where it all began for the listeners. Well, I mean, I think a good place to start, obviously, is from the get-go, but something I want to add in, too, because it was actually a casual, natural order of things, I feel, and I'm sure you could agree. Um, it really went from yeah, I agree. being me being like a, a your yoga teacher, obviously, and then mm-hmm. moving into a space where... Um, you took one of my retreats and then moving into a space where naturally it was so it, it happened so easeful that we started to spend more and more time together because there was like a divine assignment. There was a divine universal uh, opportunity for us to fulfill something that was orchestrated by something bigger than us. You know what I mean? Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so I think like, and obviously we know, I mean, we might as well go into this part of it, but Jules originally, when she was my student, she originally asked me to do a retreat before I was personally ready as an instructor many, many years ago. It was like seven years ago, six years ago. And while I wasn't ready, I decided like, okay, I'm just going to wing it and I'm going to put something together and I think it'll stick. And (laughs) at that point in time, I ended up canceling the retreat. Jules ended up not being able to go. But at that point in time, I think that neither of us were necessarily ready to receive each other in the depth in which we were when we actually did. Mm. It was like premature at that point, you know? Yeah. Like, I don't think you were in a place where being on a retreat with me would have been the best for you. And I probably wasn't in the place to to lead one. So we disconnected and then we ended up getting reconnected through uh, a different studio again. And I'm so, so grateful for that for so many obvious reasons. But you coming into Playlist again and then taking the local workshop and then going to the retreat. I remember you sitting in the in Ojai with me. It was the first uh, big local retreat I did. And you were sitting next to me. And for some reason, I was coaching you different than I was coaching everyone else in the room. Like when you bitched about not knowing the schedule, like it was so easy and comfortable for me to be really direct with you and just be like, I'm not telling you shit so you can give up, you know? (laughs) And it was so natural. Like I didn't feel intimidated. Like I need to be in rapport with the student. Like I need to watch what I say. Like it literally like was so easy for me to be really direct with exactly how I felt with you and where we were going. And so I felt really received by that. And and I think I would like to say that the rest is history because after that we started doing girls nights. And even though we had like a group of us, you and I kind of had that really you and me and Kayla um, had that really deep connection and, and you and I just ended up really growing close to, to feel so deeply connected. Um, but after that it was like closer and closer and closer and closer. And then during COVID uh, we were together every single day talking all hours of the day. And I think having quality time, having many experiences and having gone through something major like a pandemic together put us so deeply on the same page. And I think it's like, it's so easy to say, oh, this person's my best friend and just get really close with someone and have those deep feelings of vulnerability and intimacy, which I want to go back and define intimacy in a moment. But it's easy to have those feelings and then be like, that's my best friend. And then you and then you spend time apart and then it's like not the same. But deep friendship, deep connection, deep relationship comes over time of constant investment, constant observation of growth, constant mirroring, constant communication, constant experiences. It's not like, oh, you go out with someone and you guys go to dinner all the time or you go out and party all the time or you spend time together in all good experiences like what makes depth of a relationship is good experiences paired with bad experiences paired with challenge paired with overcoming stuff together paired with being there for each other for things like all of those things comprise a deeply rooted intimate friendship it's not just like yeah going going and working out together all the time like it's like all of the life experience it's not just the fun good stuff it's not. It's I wish it was, but I think too. it's all fun and good when you have a connection like this. Yeah, for sure. Um, 
Do you want to talk about what you mean by intimate? Yeah, that's thank you for saying that because intimacy, I think, uh, is really misinterpreted. Intimacy is to me, it's vulnerability. It's it's not just being open with someone, but it's allowing someone to also be open to you. And it's um, it's sacredness. It's private connection. It's it's depth of two souls connecting together without the discernment of like, are they going to like me? Are they going to judge me? Are they going to worry about me? Intimacy is like truly bearing your heart to another human. It's not Mm. sex and cuddling. It's depth. Would you agree? Yeah. What would you add? Well put. I love that you added sacredness because I think that it's not, I mean, yeah, I guess it is private in a way, but it's also something just like coveted in a way. Like it's not something that you're trying to like hide. It's something that you just has its own space and you respect that, you know? Yeah. Um, Yeah. I mean, I think everyone can associate the word intimacy with different things, whether it be romantic or not. But I think intimate connection to me in the context of friendship means vulnerability. I mean, to me, it's, it's that more than anything. It's like, I don't know. I, I, when, when you're talking about this, I'm just thinking about like all I'm trying to think about all, cause it's hard to recall so many moments, but I feel like we have a lot of very intimate discussions and it's not prompted by anything you know what I mean it's just like a natural flow and so I think I would add that that it's also flow it's um I don't want to say it's like always easy because we've also had moments of like discord but we've we've always figured it out because I also think we have it's not because we're necessarily I think a lot of people think we're very similar like personality-wise, like, we have a fire, and I think people can assume from the outside, like, oh, like, they're just so similar, like, no wonder they're best friends, but I don't think it's necessarily our similarities that draw us to be really good friends. I think that's um, an element that has helped us, has eased our, um, just the way that the relationship happened. But I think that within our similarities, we also have so many differences because we are our own people, our own selves. And so anytime that we have had discord, I think, um, which hasn't been a lot, but, um, you know, we came through that too. And, and within that, that made us closer as well. And I think, yeah, there's just so many moments that even the discord is very, in my mind, um, like it's an intimate type of discord because I don't think that I've gotten into disagreements with many people and had, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Is there healthy conflict? I think we yeah. have healthy conflict. I think our discord has been valuable. I think our discord is what's strengthened mm-hmm. us. I think our discord is what's saved us. Our discord is what's reminded us why the fuck we're here in this relationship. Yeah, for sure. So on that note, we might as well go there because I think that's really helpful is in my experience previous, in many previous female relationships and then even relationships we navigate with giving advice to and support in our community or people I see out in general. It's like, what is the difference that makes the difference specifically in how discord is handled? Like, what do you think we do well and what do you think are takeaways that people could utilize I think that within the context of like especially what our relationship has taught me um in in regards to healthy conflict and the way we've overcome situation is that I've applied a lot of tools resources that we just overall implement and and talk about within the context of working on yourself And so, um, things that, like, I remember, I don't know what specifically how, like, where, 
what when this resonated with me but like i remember you being like yeah when something happens i'm always like what's my part so i think that's mm-hmm. something that's changed my approach to discord and like with us i think one of the first times that we have ever had like any type of disagreement i've really processed before reacting um and i think that that's what the healthy um the healthy part of the conflict is is that mm. we respect each other's process and um i think the last time we had an argument i was just like so distraught and it was like probably the biggest amount of time that we didn't like speak to each other just because we needed to figure things out and like once i processed i was like okay like in the moment i'm like we have to talk about this and like it has to happen and this and that and then like when we actually got through the um through the i want to say through the smoke of <laughs> the explosion of of whatever argument it was mm. um we did we do respect each other and i think we do allow for each other to have um a process even if it's not aligned aligned with like what like it's not aligned with what I want to not talk to you. I want to solve it. Right. Like that's the immediate thing, especially with people you're super close to. You're like, I want to, you want to solve a problem. You want it to be over with. But I think, but that's the running away from discomfort, right? Like that's the, when you want to solve a problem right there in that moment, it's like, I want to do anything to not feel the uncomfortability of discord. Mm. And that takes mm-hmm. away from sometimes our ability to get the lesson of the discord because we're so quick to find a solution to a problem that might have a little more value if we dig some. Mm-hmm. And sorry to cut you off there. I just felt like that was a really important point to drive home that we forget because we are so quick to find solutions. And I was actually just talking to one of our sweet angels in our community today and she was like, I'm feeling so many feelings and all I want to do is feel better. And I'm like, well, what if you just felt your feelings? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I don't even remember what tangent I was on. Well, um, I right you were now, saying but... that we a way that we handle discord well or something that we've practiced is what's your part? Hmm. Taking responsibility, um respecting each other's process. That's a major one is like knowing that the other person is not necessarily going to be experiencing things in the same way that you are. Um, And then if I could piggyback and then you just hop in whenever you're ready, um, active listening and validation, I think is incredibly important in any in resolving any discord. Like it doesn't fucking matter if someone's right or wrong. It doesn't matter if you agree with what they're feeling. But to validate someone like I understand you feel that way, like I would probably feel the same way. Validate, 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 validate. Like, wow, it must be really hard to feel angry like that, whatever it is. And then. Don't make someone wrong. Just allow them to feel what they're feeling and and reason with them and acknowledge them. And like that, I mean, at least for me, has been some of the most challenging stuff. But I know how good it feels when I receive that. Yeah, for sure. Um, And that that actually goes whether you are in conflict with the person, like your relationship with your friend or if you're supporting them in something they're navigating elsewhere, right? Like your job in a friendship is not to be someone's coach and teacher. Your job in a friendship is just to be there unconditionally to support and to know when someone does need that push. That's what intimacy is. Yeah. And speaking of which, something that um, I was thinking about, another thing that I think ties into this and I think we do well is like, you reminded me once you're like like you know who we are you know like how deep our friendship is like basically a reminder of like what is there when obviously when there's discord or not um i think just having that certainty is something that i don't know i think every day we just kind of like navigate the world and it's like Am I doing the right thing? Is it enough? Right. And it's just having someone who is your like ride or die in the context of, you know, just like your person, um, just knowing that that's there Mm -hmm. regardless of what happens. And I say regardless of what happens, because I think that just the type of, not the type of, 
I want to say the type of people that we are, meaning like just the under mutual understanding and respect we have for each other, the way we view the world in the sense of like how we like do show up and, and work on ourselves and, and we do value that. And I think it's interesting because if you think about core values, it's not like we ever um, question like or interrogated the other person. Hey, what are your core values? Because mm-hmm. I want to make sure it's aligned with mine. It's well, I think it's clear based so on action and words and choices. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and um, just the w- the that way that certainty. you're saying all of this, it's it's so incredibly valid in the context specifically too of getting to a place where you're just on the same page. And when you were recalling that one time, I remember I was like, we were in discord and I was like, okay, like the truth is we're literally best friends and all the rest of the information is like a story that we created, meaning that we gave to something that happened because at the end of the day, if I know exactly who you are and you know exactly who I am, I know that whatever I'm pissed off that you did or you're pissed off that I did or didn't do or said or didn't say is literally our meaning that we gave to it. And when we zoom out and we see how deep our and loving our relationship really is, we're like, oh, right. Like I already, I already know who you are. Like I already know that this isn't something that you created for no reason or like did maliciously. Right. It, like levels everything. Yeah. Totally. And I, I recall like not in the same, I know exactly what you're talking about, but I, I remember in one argument and it was like something so minimal. I was like, okay, we're talking about, and I think it was, we were in, in the earlier mentorship, not the fall one. And we were talking about like loving more. We talk about love more no matter what, but, (laughs) um, and I was like, I was on a walk and I was like, you know what? Like we always talk about loving more, like the one person that is the person that I consider literally like family, even though we're not, and just someone that like sees me so deeply, has seen me so deeply, has heard like so many pieces that make up who I am, even though, you know, like you, I've openly shed my trauma and, and so many pieces of me. And then I want to hold on to this one thing as if like this one instance defines what the relationship is. And I was like, I just surrender. Like, I don't even care. Like, I'm just gonna, like, I don't need to be right. And I think like that was for me a moment where I understood like being, I mean, being right has been something that is no longer important to me in the sense of like, I don't need to win an argument in order to feel like I va- I matter and like what I'm saying adds value at the end of the day. I, I just would rather like love more than be right. That's another thing to add to around like how to navigate through discord is to like drop the need to be right. Mm, Yeah. So important. I think that, you know, people are human, right? Like something will happen that triggers us and then puts us in a moment of pause or um, misalignment with someone who we love when at the end of the day, it's really not that person. It's, something within ourselves and so if we can just realize like oh whatever the situation is has nothing to do with our relationship it doesn't define that oh because this happened our relationship is no longer as strong or no longer as valuable like that is just like some elementary school shit like yeah but we still go to that place like our lower self our little ego our little fucking biatch in there is like oh my god this person (laughs) did this and that means our relationship is over (laughs) seriously it happens you know and then we create all these stories like man sure does when i get upset and fresh like when chad and i get into it like the shit that goes on in my head i'm like are you serious bitch like all these things you had, you didn't have a bone to pick with him 20 minutes ago. And now all of a sudden there's a laundry list of shit that you're frustrated about and reasons why like blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, damn, man. Right. It's like so unnecessary. But the, the depth, the sacredness, the intimacy, the vulnerability of true connected, really, let's call it what it is. It's like soul family. You don't have mm. those stories where well, at least you do, but you don't believe them. Yeah, they don't carry as much weight, you know, it's like not, that's not what matters, right? What really matters is everything else. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, as we go, I might mm. ask you for some cute, funny stories, but um, I wanted to lay out just a preface for really what we're saying here is is that sometimes in order to have a better quality of life is that you have to go deeper with less things. And in this context, we're talking about relationship versus going on the surface with many things, right? It's like trying to get good at a skill and really understand and hone your craft at a skill that's meaningful and fulfilling to you as you hit milestones and markers versus knowing a tiny bit about everything. Like I'm not going to be able to build a house if I know this tiny baby bit about plumbing, this tiny baby bit about electricity, this tiny baby bit about flooring, like no, if I could kick ass building the strongest foundation of a most beautiful house and then outsource the rest, I would rather have a really strong bone structure, foundation structure to to something that I want to house my heart and that's the most important thing that I have. So I don't need 50, 100 friends. I would rather have my deep, deep, deep relationships as really one, two, three. And then the rest is like other stuff that I get to contribute to. And like, it's a bonus, you know, like actually the depth of my relationship, especially with you and, you know, my close people nourishes me to show up in a safer, more grounded, more present way for all the other relationships I have. The ones that I would consider, I mean, I don't really have many surface relationships, let's be honest. You don't either, but it definitely gives a it gives a more robust depth to who I am. So when I show up and I make eye contact with Chad's uncle, he sees that I'm a deeper person because I know how to go there with myself because I have deep relationships. You know, it impacts everything. Yeah. Yeah, that's a really good point. Yeah, I mean, I don't yeah, the quality over quantity, I mean, literally any day for for me, for anything, I think, really. Um, and I think it's not that we have surface relationships. I think it's just that it's just different. I don't know how to explain it. You know, not everything can be like there's if you really think about there's only one of everyone and therefore your your interaction with, with each person is going to be just so different. So it's not realistic to think that you can compare any interaction or relationship with with each other so yeah if i think about the quality of my relationships i think the quality of my relationships are are deep even the ones that are not as close perhaps it's not about surface level i don't think i have surface level relationships because that doesn't fulfill me that doesn't fuel me that doesn't drive me to I mean, I guess the surface relationships I have are like with strangers at at the store, you know, but I still want to connect with people. I want to connect with everybody. Connection. (laughs) It's like one of our basic human needs is to like feel seen and understood. And really, like if you love someone as they are and you don't ask them to change literally anything about them and you just love them fiercely, it's unbelievable how quick they will grow and step into their power just by feeling unconditionally loved without the need to be different than they are. Like it's so simple. And that's what deep genuine friendship offers us. It offers us a really safe space. So I want to talk about um, three major topics and maybe we can weave in some cute memories within this um, of things that deep relationship actually gives us. And then I want to talk about how we actually do this. How do we nourish this? Like how do you get from point A to point B if you haven't had these in your life? And I think us talking about this is great. And I know, Jules, you've grown up with with deep relationships. And and I have two in some context, but nothing like this ever. And so to see the difference in how I invest in relationship and the return I've gotten on my investment, like that shit's real. And I'm like living proof of it. Like everything's changed for me. So um, you're going to make me cry. Cry. Do it. Come on. I want to make you cry. I miss you no. a lot. So if I can make you cry on this podcast, that's don't tell me goals, that. Goals, goals. Don't tell me that. I don't want to cry. I don't want to <laughs> cry on the podcast. I think you should. I think our listeners would love it. I'm going to not refrain anything that comes up 
Perfect. I like that. That's a great look for you. Okay, so number one, let's talk about Thanks. it. We've got three major pillars that we've uh, decided to present to you guys today. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. The first one is security. And I don't mean in the sense of security. I mean like you in your life. <laughs> you in your life, you feel safe. You feel seen. You feel safe. You feel like there is someone in your corner that loves you deeply and that cares about you so much that it doesn't matter if you fuck up. So you feel safe in your life to take risks, to go above and beyond, to lean in, to move into a space where you get to grow through the safety and security of that friendship. Yeah. Something that I thought of when you're saying that is just like anytime I tell you something, it makes it real. So anytime that either I want to call myself out or I want to navigate through a difficult emotion or I'm trying, I'm just curious and I'm not really sure, but something's coming up that I'm triggered by a situation, um, you're, you're always the person that I go to for um, venting, for um, advice, uh, for just someone to listen. And I think, I mean, for me, that's what security is. Like it's yeah. accountability too. Well, and you have that person that is a direct reflection, meaning like they're not going to judge you for your feelings, but you feel you feel safe to explore that feeling in the presence of them. You feel like, oh, this is a little scary to me as a person. Like I'm processing something I might not fully understand, but I feel safe because I don't have to do it alone. And in quantum physics, this is literal science. When something is witnessed, it behaves differently. That's like literal physics. So, and I'm not saying we should behave differently because of our friendships, but we have this sense of openness a lot of times to go after things we might not otherwise do it because we have that safe landing pad if we fall and along with safety this goes really well together is confidence like you feel confident because you've got people on your side you've got this deep friendship and relationship where you feel like you can go out into the world and if it doesn't work you still have connection you still have love so you're gonna do things you might not otherwise do I know, I don't know about you, but when yeah. I have my deep, close relationships in Discord, I don't feel confident in the other areas of my life, like, at all. Like, I feel really shut down across no. the board when my relationships are not good. Like, that's the number one for me. Yeah, it's like, like my everything health. sucks. Yeah. Everything's just harder. <laughs> You're like, whoa. Everything's hard. I don't want to do it. Do it with yeah. me. Yeah. Totally. Um, and I do have to say that, you know, of any scary moments I've had in my business or even in my relationship, like, you being there has made a really big impact in in trusting even myself in decisions just having that validation that safety that knowingness that uh we're always going to be able to snuggle mm. no matter what happens we, we can snuggle we can always snuggle <laughs> snuggles make everything better <laughs> so much better um, something i want to add to this is a little bonus one that just came up in my mind play mm. fun you and I are like the silliest together. Like our inner children just come out and we're just like goofy and silly and fun. And it allows so weird. for a ver- we're so weird. But it allows for a version <laughs> of you to come out that's like zestful for life and innocent and giddy and silly and like sometimes grown-up relationships don't have that because you're concerned of what someone else thinks about you. You can't just be like funky and weird and like fart and like push someone over and like you know just I don't know it's just it's important and that play aspect is so nourishing yeah and I love that you added that because I think it's really important to have access to that childlike wonder Mm -hmm. and also be reminded of I guess, for lack of a better word, that you don't have to be adulting all the time. And I don't mean like be irresponsible by any means, but I do think that there's just a lot of adventure and fun and joy within the context of our friendship. And 
it could be in Greece on a boat hey. or it could be while we're driving in the car and <laughs> bopping our heads around. But it doesn't really matter um, where we are. It's that that adventure really does carry us places. And while adulting is something that's necessary for anyone that's an adult, like you're an adult, that's the season of your life. It's also an archetype. Yep. I have to put on my grown up hat yeah. when I go show, to, show up to work and do the things that I might not like be my favorite thing to do. But I also have to be able to change archetypes. Like I have to come home and archetypes basically meaning the different roles that you play, the hats that you wear. So having that childlike wonder archetype is what nourishes me in the full rounded experience that I have in my life. Not just being serious all the time. No one wants to do that. And when you have a bestie, you can do that with like, hey, bestie. Hey, bestie. Yeah, I I remember, I think it... I think it was an Oceanside that we did. Did we do a values exercise there? We did. We did it, that, it there and we did it in yeah. Temecula too. And I, when I did it in Oceanside, I remember like play and enjoy an adventure was like one of my top ones. Mm. And I think I was like, this is not surprising to me because I mean, I feel like it wasn't, I didn't have an aha moment there or anything, but I, I mean, that's something that's like super important for me. And in general, we know that pittas, which I might be going down a path that not a lot of people know about, fiery but people within the fiery type of people, <laughs> uh, comedy and just like laughter and play just really balances us out. So I think that in knowing that and have had like just seen it play out, it's just very accurate. Yeah. Love seeing it totally yeah. just unfold and unravel. Mm, so good. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, well, let's talk number two, even though we could talk about number one forever. Uh, I have down fulfillment. And I want to be super distinct about this because obviously everyone feels fulfilled by different things. But I think the nature of us as human beings is that we want to make memories. We want to have experiences the the idea that we need material things to be happy is like the little egoic self thinking and we're really uh spiritual beings like we we crave more expansive experience we crave having adventure we crave having excitement we crave moments that make our life feel more fulfilled not just full and i think in friendship where that really plays in is that when you feel safe, when you feel like you can trust someone, you're going to have more experiences and more memories that feel really abundant versus scarce. Whereas a lot of times, like in, I, I like to call it my previous life, when I was, I had a lot of surface relationships and it was more so about going out with them and partying with them and feeling always validated by external things and how can I have the best outfit on and we can go to the best bar and attract the best type of person and like all of these more material reality things. And when you said earlier, it doesn't matter if we're in Greece on a boat or we're driving the car down the street to get our nails done or dropping off a fucking package. Like we have that sense of abundance wherever we go. And I think that creates a more fulfilling life. And when you have connection that's deep and profound and expansive, fulfillment is just an innate, state of being you know you're not reaching for something else you're not looking for something else it's not the grass is greener it's like the grass is right here and it's like fucking awesome and we're rolling down the hill as inner children laughing and joyful yeah i mean i think to me an indicator of fulfillment and also just abundant relationship is Every time I know we're going to get together, I'm just so excited. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, I get to hang out with my best friend. Um, and it doesn't, it it's n- has nothing to do with anything that we're going to do. Mm-hmm. There's no expectation of it's going to be a certain way. It's just going to be. And I think that, like, to me, that's what the fulfillment is. And at least in the context of our relationship, that's the fulfillment I see is that it's always... I don't want to say it's always exciting, but I always feel a sense of ease and comfort and um, just, it's just natural. You know, Mm -hmm. it's like, it doesn't, it doesn't require me to have to, oh God, I have to go act a certain way or I have to like really 
really put down my boundaries and I really have to ground myself and prepare for this conversation when I'm going to go see this person or I have to be in a certain state or just wear this certain archetype. I just, I don't have to think about anything. Yeah, like is. no preparation needed. I think, Come as you are. Mm. Yeah, I remember when you started coming to my house when the pandemic hit, I'd be like, oh, like I didn't, like my house isn't clean. and uh, No, no, no. <laughs> things like that. That's not what best friendship is like, because that's like, not even what life is. Like who the fuck has a clean house all the time? I don't know, people on TV. Yeah, but like when we think that, it's like puts <laughs> That's on, not real life. it perpetuates the persona that like everything is this way and this is like the only way I want to be seen and it blocks us from vulnerability and connection because we think we need to show up a certain way in order to be received and then it perpetuates not being able to be received just as we are. We show up and act that way and then we're upset because we have created that experience in the relationships that we have. And you create that expectation, right? Like, yeah. oh, I always have to, in order for me to feel accepted, in order for me to have connection, in order for me to be worthy of experience love with this person, the external factors are driving the outcome of what's going to happen, right? But you can just be in it like everything else. The riffraff <laughs> doesn't matter. <laughs> so much riffraff. Oh, yeah. So, so fulfillment. I mean, I think that's like a really important one. And and what are we doing in this life if we're not looking for things that make us feel fulfilled? And it's easy to overlook relationship as a huge tool for fulfillment. Because we think we have to make X amount of money. We think we have to have this figured out and this worked out like fulfillment comes from shit that doesn't take a lot of conscious effort that's why when we talk about our flow like how easeful it is to be together it's like no i don't need to wash my face for you to come over like just come over and that's yeah i mean that's something i've always craved a lot in in so many of my relationships but didn't really know how to create that and how to make that happen until now so i'm really grateful for you i'm so grateful for you yeah Okay, number three, let's go there. Personal growth, this is a big one. And this is a selfish one, but it's a selfless one at the same time because the better you are as a human being, the more elevated frequency you can contribute to the world when you show up. So yeah, I wanna grow personally. And the way that I grow personally is being by being super fucking vulnerable in my relationship with my bestie or besties because I get that direct feedback in that mirror of someone that's going to call me out on my shit. They're going to tell me what's up, when it's up. They're not going to fuck around. They're not afraid of hurting my feelings. And ideally, they have enough sensory acuity, right, to know when to say it or how to say it. But personal growth is the biggest aspect of relationship because it's constant. You get reflection. You get feedback. It's not just you and your own thoughts. It's another contributing factor that gives you information that you're not otherwise seeing. I was going to say when you said, um, what did you say, acuity? What'd you Sensory say? acuity to know when to say something and how to say it. Yeah. So essentially having EQ developed. And it's so interesting because it's like within our relationship, I know when you're just like venting and or just like bitching about something <laughs> or when you seriously are like. Which we need to. I need or yeah, we need everything, right? It's not just like, oh, well, I would have done this differently. And it's not so um, formal or casual all the time. It's it's everything. Um, but when you were saying that, that's that's exactly what I was thinking about. I'm like, I I know exactly when you're just like bitching versus you're like, check me right now. Yeah. Or like, am I crazy? Like, give me feedback. And it's not just like feedback of, am I, um, could I have done something differently in this situation? It's also like, I was thinking about, you know, just some things that within your business, like there's just so much, um, like I personally feel very invested in, in just the things that you do. And they're very, it's something I'm very passionate about too. And like even the feedback and the different things and how we program even with Kayla and stuff, like it's, you get a lot of feedback now, I'm sure. I do. <laughs> and honestly, point. like I can't, you, between you and Kay, like 
just the depth of relationship that the three of us have. I, I mean, there's no way that any of this is possible without our closeness because you guys know me more than anyone. So like you understand how things operate in the space and, and really what we're doing here in our community for those of us that maybe are listening and you're kind of on the outside a little bit or wanting to know more. This is like freedom and liberation to its highest capacity. And if you don't have people in the room that are guiding that, that are all on the same page and holding that container for you, it's not going to happen. So we have had the opportunity to allow the closeness of our relationships benefit a ripple effect through our community and our lives. And I know your relationship with David has gotten better because your relationship with me, my relationship with Chad has gotten better because of my relationship with you and your kids and my family. And it's also interconnected. And, and I know that the, a better version of me is available because of the depth of the support that I get here. Yeah. It's like, it's so nourishing. I mean, extremely. And I mean, David's thanked you many times for being in my life. Um, and then the other day, Chad was like, yeah, man, like you're a really good friend to Ash. I was like, oh, I needed to hear that. I was like, tell me again. Yeah. <laughs> but like, it's not like him telling me that he told me something I didn't know. It's just like, you're right. Like there's a ripple effect. Everyone sees it. Everyone, you know, notices just like the differences. Um, yeah, I'm just... I'm just validating you right now. <laughs> Thanks. Validate me again. I love it so much. I love feeling validated by you. Okay. So you best. did something really sweet this holiday season before I left. Um, and Jules basically gave us like a rear view of 2021. And some of the things she shared were so sweet. Um, I didn't bring it with me, so I can't share every single one with you guys. But we had a big year um, in the beginning of the year. Uh, Max, my sweet angel, Sphinx Kitty passed away and I remember that morning and I like she's the first person I Jules is the first person I texted I was like something's going on with Max and then it was like an hour later and I was like he's gone and she knew exactly how to be there for me and it's not that she made me drop everything and like drove over it's just she was just silently holding this incredibly powerful container for that process and that's like one (laughs) small but huge event but then it's like after that I got engaged. She became my maid of honor. We tried on wedding dresses together. We did two bachelorette parties. We had, what, three retreats. We also went to Greece. We went to Italy. I met her family, her grandmother for the first time in a country that I didn't speak the language at all and had to completely 100% give up all the reins of power and control and like rely on her to literally give us directions and order food for me. And we've had so many events and and I just want to stress and and really drive home the power of deep relationship and and how it doesn't just happen overnight it happens through experiences and moments and ups and downs and how much that has brought into my life for sure hands down and and I know that anytime I need anything I could call you and it's not just like hey let me know if you need anything it's like bitch I already sent you soup get out of bed you know like knowing what I need before I need it and having that intuitiveness and that really it's it's selflessness that takes your relationship to the next level because you're considering someone else, even though you have other shit going on in your life, you're considering someone else um, intentionally and, you know, top of the line, maybe not first, but definitely up there. Um, I kind of want you to share like, a little bit about Greece, not like necessarily the retreat, but how that relationship or how that experience strengthened our relationship. Uh, yeah, I was actually thinking about because I'm getting ready to leave to go back to Italy and visit my grandma next week. Um, and I'm traveling alone. I was just thinking about like, oh man, last time I traveled, it was with you. And I, first of all, disclaimer, when we um, left for our trip. I didn't, I didn't have any qualm about it. I didn't think there would be any like problems traveling, but like we were together 24 seven for, I don't know how many days, but, um, 
that either <laughs> brings you way closer or it pulls you apart a little yeah. bit. And I think it made us way closer. Um from the moment we left and um, just different things that you were navigating. And, and um, when we were in Greece, I mean, I don't know. Tell me a little bit of what direction you want me to go in here because I think that Greece was amazing and I felt like without anyone asking or you saying anything about the context of anything going on, I was just like, the reason why I'm here is just so clear. It's just to support you with anything that you need. And like. Yeah, but you're a special human being. Like not everyone would say that, you know, like, oh, I'm going to leave my entire family and fly to another country across the world just to support. Like there's there's a lot of selflessness in that and, and a lot of power in that. And And not only was it like, oh, we're working, we're leading a retreat here. It was also. We're having a blast. We went out dancing for like eight fucking hours. Like we guided people through deep transformation. We worked out every day. We went on a boat. We got to see Nona and walk around town. Like there was so many different elements in that experience that were that really for me, like that's like a bucket list moment and that's a bucket list thing. And to be able to share that is really special with any human being and, I've never spent that much time with someone and not been like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> get away. <laughs> Seriously. And um, I was, oh, it left me. What I was going to say, I don't remember. Oh, yeah, I was having coffee with someone in the community who's also a friend of mine the other day. And I was just telling her, I was like, yeah, you know, like, Greece was just like, so much fun for so many reasons and I had so much like uh withdrawal when we got back for mm-hmm. a lot of reasons like it was an adventure of a lifetime and I kept telling you that while we were in the experience I kept saying like this is never going to happen again and I don't mean we're never going to travel the world again together but I, what I meant was like this moment like, this way this time never, yeah th- never again yeah. And it's true. But that's every experience. That's every day. Like if we go to get our nails done, just because we get our nails done every few weeks does not mean that we're ever going to have it done the same way in the same moment and have the same experience there. And I think that's something. So we're actually moving into the how right now. How do you develop these deep relationships? And something that is incredibly powerful and important to remember is like, First of all, presence. Are you present when you're spending time in your relationship with that person that's incredibly meaningful in your life? Are you paying attention to the details? Are you aware of the things that make them feel seen? Are you noticing the things that they order off a menu? Because those are things that matter to that person. Do you know that person needs hair ties? Yeah. So you send it to them. She literally (laughs) Amazons me shit all the time. So, so how, like pay attention to the details, pay attention to the details. Mm -hmm. That's a huge how, um, another how I would say quality time going above and beyond to spend a lot of time to understand another human being, really get to know them. What else do you feel like? That the how is built up of small moments and that like. While you're navigating any given day, you don't know what's going to come of an experience. And what I mean by that is, example, we may have planned to hang out for a girls' night or whatever, that we're, we're going to get together for whatever reason, but you don't know like how much you can get from that moment. And what I mean about like the how our moments is that if you again going back to what you were saying about being present, if you don't give your all in any given situation of the all that you can give for that specific moment, then you don't know the value of what you can build because you're distracted. And so I think that the moments are what make up the quality time and you just have to be obviously willing to be in a space to be vulnerable and present in order to create the foundation 
the long lasting relationship, that's that's how it, it, it happens, you know? Well, and that goes like, back to the intimacy part that you were talking about earlier and that we were talking mm-hmm. about earlier is that if you're present, but you're not fully present, you're blocking off that vulnerability that you're, you're putting up a wall that someone can't fully see you or you're maybe partially checked out thinking about something else. So how could you even go deep in a relationship when you're not fully willing to? Like, it's like, I have to choose to let my wall down and just share who I am and not have preconceived notions about judgment or any of the other things. And how, like, how do we do this? It's like, you have to invest. How do you, how do you build a deep nourishing relationship? You invest in it. You make a conscious choice. I'm going to be present and aware for this and I'm going to choose this and this is meaningful to me and I'm not going to choose it because I know it's going to be a lifelong friendship or because it's going to be the lifesaver of my life or any of that. I'm choosing it because I'm taking a risk on someone and they're taking a risk on me and we're doing it mutually and we're getting to know each other and we're building something beautiful. And while I fully know that our relationship is forever, 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 like bestie is like, holy shit, amazing. I do want to say for anyone else that's maybe navigating any hardship and friendship that some some friends are there for a season. Like I've had a lot of friendships that have been there for a season or a reason and have taught me so much and I'm super grateful for that. Yeah, same. Yeah. But you won't know sure. what the purpose of that friendship is if you don't fucking go all in. Like I'm mm-hmm. committed to this. I'm committed to this being something that nourishes my life. But instead, culture teaches us find a partner get married, have children, have a good job, get paid a lot. Like we're not really taught relationship deepening skills in school. I mean this, we're not taught shit about fuck on the podcast that we're talking about here, (laughs) you know, which is why I love talking about it because it's such a great opportunity to learn shit that we're not innately prioritizing or programmed to prioritize. Yeah. And I love how you said like it's in the details because you know how I feel about details. Yeah. Um, they're just so important. And if you don't know what someone, like I may love to have experiences and receive gifts, like that may be my love language, but for you it may be different. And so I think in the context of quality time, being willing to be selfless is also really important. And that's how, you know, you build trust with someone. That's how you build memories is by showing up in a way that is vulnerable it's open it doesn't have an agenda selfless or an expectation yeah adaptable yeah yeah because truly like it's very rare that your love language is the exact same as someone else's i think ours is the same though. well yeah it is but if it's not it doesn't mean a relationship won't work that's really close and intimate it just means you have to be selfless more often because you have to show up to make that person feel seen versus just speaking in the language that you speak right yeah yeah for sure (sighs) so much so much good stuff i could do a part 17 of this with you because i mean i can't believe our time's up yeah it's never up how did that happen? We get to do this every week, by the way. Well, my point is, I can't believe the episode's over there. Is that better? This I understand, <laughs> but I just wanted to remind you of the beautiful life that we live. Isn't our life good? It's beautiful. I love Epic. You. <laughs> I love you. I love you too. You're my bestie forever. Forever. I feel so lucky you're you. my wife. So lucky. Even though... Holiday season's hard because we're not together, but it's okay. It's a price I'm willing to pay. Yeah, we're just going to continue to roll on and push forward with all these beautiful memories we get to make in the moments that we are together. And um, I already know that I'll be thinking about you and you'll be thinking about me the whole time. So The whole time. Yeah, the whole time. And we're lucky we live in a time with technology. Yeah, it's true. Keeps you connected. Look at all these blessings. Oh, the and with that. Blessings on blessings on blessings. Thanks blessings. for listening to our blessings. <laughs> <laughs> Talk.
Totally. Love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. And we're really grateful to be able to explore a deep female relationship and how important friendship is. And uh, thanks for tuning in. If you want to like, share, subscribe, send it to someone that you know needs to hear it. Um, These are all really awesome conversations that the only goal of these conversations are to spread more information of how to live a healthier, happier, better life. So we feel really grateful that we get to be a part of that for you. And um, if you ever need anything or have questions, reach out. You can reach out too with uh, suggestions on topics we can talk about. And uh, if you want a part two on this, we're also happy to do that. Yeah. Thank you for listening. Thank you. And best friends out. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs>